flexibility, transparency, and profitability. What do these three things have in common? Well, if you were listening to last week's part one of our interview with industry expert Stuart Dodds, you'd know that these are key components of a financial matter management strategy. Missed last week? Well, no worries. This week, we're bringing you the exclusive second half of our interview with Stuart Dodds. This time, it isn't deja vu. You really are just hearing double. Hi, everyone. I'm Blarina Halili. And I'm Mike Zawisa. And this is Prosperitune. Well, Mike, another episode, another chance to learn more about Umbria and financial matter management with Stuart, right? That's right. Stuart uh, now joins the illustrious Double Trouble Club with our other special <laughs> guest, Reggie Poole, uh, for having appeared two times on the show. So I'm sending their trophies in the mail. We'll see if they get them. <laughs> Yay! Well, you know, that wasn't in the budget, Mike. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> before we, uh, my co-host gets carried away, uh, let's bring Stuart for part two of our conversation on financial matter management. that brings me to the next point, right? So you already mentioned that you've worked with law firms before. So if we flip the scenario and we think of the consequences of, you know, a matter going over budget, how do you think that looks for uh, for law firms, for clients, for this lack in a way of transparency between the two? I, oh, I think there's a number of things and, and it's it, it, it differs depending what side you're at. I mean, if, from a client's perspective, you know, they're looking at us as a law firm to be the expert. Well, you surely know what is required to do this matter successfully. You've surely done this you know, 10, 20 times before. That's why we hired you. That's why we're paying your rates or, or agreeing to this fixed fee. Mm-hmm. So there's a frustration from clients when things go um, out of scope or overrun. Now, that's not to say that things never are going to to change. I think one of the, 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 the realistic things is that we know, particularly in law firm matters, maybe less so than, for for example, IT ma- IT projects, if things change. We find out new information that maybe means there's a new course of action or there's more, uh, more due diligence that has to be done or, or some other um, piece of work. But actually, it's more around us being able to say to the client, look, something has changed. Let's have a conversation about it. This is what we think the options are. And here's what we re- recommend it would be our approach. What do you think? It's engaging the client as part of that conversation, which is really, really important. And that's something that, you know, a, firm, a number of firms are very good at, but most firms still have some work to do in that area. But from a law firm's perspective, you know, if, we, if we're having these major write-offs, firstly, there's a frustration internally about, well, why did we get the estimate so wrong? There's a frustration around the financial performance. There's a frustration around the client relationship. This client never pays for any overruns, and therefore people begin not to want to work for that client. It can be very, very damaging. So, you know, improving the creation and management of estimates when the law firm is really, really important, both in terms of commercially, but also in terms of client relationship and also in terms of reputation and brand. It's it's interesting, Stuart, how you mentioned, obviously, um, transparency from a client perspective is key. You know, obviously, they trust the, the, the firm that they're working with, who, like you said, are supposed to be experts. But also, it, it almost sounded like a proper planning financial management solution or strategy can also help boost transparency, even just among the, the firm itself, between different teams and groups working on, on a certain matter or project. 
if I, if I take it the other way around, internally, I think it allows you to build the budget collaboratively with your colleagues. I think it would allow you to say, look, what have we done in, for example, the, t the tax area in some type of matter or real estate or environmental or where, whatever it would, whatever are the practice areas that would be involved in a specific matter and use that as a basis to help us develop an estimate that we as a firm collectively feel comfortable with, that we feel represents reality. Then we can begin to look at, well, how do we we amend the, the staffing? How do we amend maybe the, the duration of some of these phases? How do we then you review the pricing to make sure that actually it's appropriate for the work that we're doing? So I think a, a, a tool like Umbria makes that visibility much more and that transparency much greater within a firm. So we understand how we get to our number we have confidence in our number. We know that this is just not something that we've pulled out of thin air. When it comes specifically to Umbria, has there been any particular feature set or pain point that it addresses that kind of caught your eye that you would like to highlight here? I think the, the one thing that I, I had a look at, I like the, the the flexibility in the reporting. And I know that a lot of work's gone into that. I've seen obviously Umbria from a number of iterations from years ago, uh, but I, I like the flexibility of the reporting and dashboarding that's available. I like the the flexibility of the notifications, whether you've got something that's budgeted or not budgeted. You could do it obviously by threshold. You can do that by um, but but by. Uh, some some other means of notification. And I think that's partly, you know, back to the question we had earlier on about scope and scope management and expectations. Often we don't set those notifications easily or correctly. So we as as working law firms don't get visibility when things are going off track. And you know, tools like Umbria allow us to do that. I think I like the fact that there it's an end to end solution. You know, we've got the ability to do pricing. Uh, which is obviously very, very important, but we're also more importantly got the ability to then manage that matter and share that information appropriate with either people within the client team or, or, or the client directly. Uh, and I also know that there's a number of things that you're looking at in the future that are, are very exciting that I think, you know, for example, the bulk rate updates, I think is one of the things I know you're looking at the, you know, integration of AI. There's a number of things be because you've seen the market develop. Uh, I think you've got a great view on what's important to make this usable and valuable to your clients and i think because you have been in the market for a while you know i think you know it, i always look at it you know i think it's it's easy to use it's flexible and it's a proven solution when it comes to having the capability to actually track matters know where you are with your budget how do you think that helps with uh, matter profitability in your opinion well, I think it allows you to make amendments when you see things that are going off track. And those amendments may be the fact that actually we need to actually uh, change the nature of the team. We maybe need to make that team a bit less senior uh, or we maybe need to add new resources to the team. So uh, first, that allows you to do that. I think secondly, it also allows you much more easily to track when things are going uh, going awry. So, you know, uh, do we need to add a new phase here? Do we need to have a, a conversation with a client about the additional work we're doing in a certain area? Because actually there's numbers getting bigger and the time that we're spending is getting bigger. So the sooner I have the conversation, the better with the client. So we're able to, to mitigate larger write-offs because we have that information much more visible to us, which is encouraging us to have that conversation much more readily with the client as well and it also allows people I think to get visibility internally within the client team about what everybody else is working on so they understand how what they're doing impacts on everybody else and that's something that we often don't realize particularly I think nowadays that maybe firms sadly are going to be much more virtual for a bit longer it's important that we all understand how what we do impacts other people uh, and therefore we need to be as responsive as, 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 a, as we can be to make sure that we're not wasting time, effort, and indeed potentially uh, fees. 
And, and, you know, just jumping into this, it does actually make sense that the modern legal client wants to be part of this collaborative process, right? The conversation has changed of how we are collaborating. And uh, I think I read somewhere that, you know, 80% of today's legal client want to have that kind of transparency and flexibility in their matter of pricing processes. So, you know, it, it's important to, to find a solution that's going to address not only your um, needs, but also understand the client's needs and, and make sure that they're incorporated into this decision making when it comes to, you know, uh, tracking matters and making sure you're staying uh, within budget yeah. as, as you foresee in the beginning. And think about what that does to the client relationship. If you're if 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 you're able to sit down with the client and say, look, based on what we've done before, here's what we think is a comparable matter. This is what we think it would look like. You know, how does that relate to you? And you're engaging the client. You're demonstrating your expertise right. with the client because you've done it before. You're building that relationship with the client. You're being transparent with that client. The client understands why it's maybe going to cost a hundred pounds or dollars rather than fifty pounds or, or or dollars because they can see how that's been built up. And then you have a collaborative conversation about well, what can we change? but it's been done in the spirit of trust and I think that's really where tools like Umbria help you have that conversation rather than it being something that you're imposing on somebody else. Exactly it fosters that client satisfaction and trust at the end of the day and I do believe that that is very important for law firms today that want to thrive and want to make sure that they're addressing the needs of, of the market. So with that being said uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us and our listeners today as your final thought? I think, you know, like, like anything, one of the things that I think is very important, and this is more around these types of solutions, you know, I think the firms who don't have them really need to come up to speed very quickly and, and put a solution like Umbria in place. You know, there's a much greater focus on pricing and matter management solutions within within the, the, the legal client conversation. Clients are expecting this of their law firms, the ability to provide this real-time information or at least as near real time as possible is really, really important. The ability of law firms to get much more um, comfortable in the creation of their estimates and their management of estimates is really, really key. And you know, I appreciate that there are a number of solutions out there, but there are some that have been there longer than others that are proven that are flexible. And I think you know, I, I'd be I'd be tempted to go for the ones that I know do a really, really good job. Um, I think the other key thing is also, you know, we shouldn't be frightened to have these pricing conversations. You, know, one of the things that we yeah. speak to some of our clients about is that pricing is a process; it's not an event. You know, a lot of these pricing conversations get built up with emotion because, oh, we've really got to win it. We've really got to do a good job here. It's all built to a point in the year. Whereas actually, if you have regular pricing conversations, you can make the tweaks as you go forward. You you, you make these small changes in terms of the team size, in terms of the scope, in terms of you know, what you're sharing with the client, and you're actually fostering a much more um, harmonious client relationship, and you're, you're getting a much more targeted and appropriate commercial solution for that client. And I think that's how a financial matter management solution actually helps this process, right? It provides you the capability to have these conversations early on and to see where things are going right and wrong and make adjustments so that in the end, you don't, you know, you're not surprised with what's happened. And uh, and having that kind of capability, I believe, is, is of immense importance uh, to today's law firms, right? I agree. I mean, I, I, I've heard a number of, of anecdotes about cl uh, client law firm matters where there has been a situation where maybe the matter has been for, say, $100 for sake of argument, and by the end it's $1,000, so it's 10 mm -hmm. times the value. Mm -hmm. But the client is really, really happy because actually what happened all the way through the process was that the scope of the matter changed, but there was a conversation at each stage of the way about what the right approach was to, was for the client. Um, and with the law firm, they, they implemented that. So there was no um, 
lack of tra transparency. It was very collaborative. It allowed the client to get a better overall result. And therefore, they were happy paying that bill. And I think, you know, we shouldn't be worried if our scope changes during the lifetime of the matter. We shouldn't be worried if our costs change during the lifetime of the matter, because we should be willing to have that conversation with the client and find a way forward together, rather than try and hide behind the fact that we just don't know what's going on. And then it's all a big surprise when we issue the invoice. And, and having that kind of information is powerful because you're you're tackling, you know, you're improving client value, you're improving transparency, but also predictability. And in the end, you know, as we like to say, matter profitability for the law firm itself. So it's kind of like a triple or, you know, when when we when we discuss this. Yeah, indeed, there, there, there was, uh, I think it was Pam Waldo who a few years ago came out with this phrase that I've, I've stuck in my mind for, for a long time of the low delta law firm. And what she meant in this context was actually if I say to you it's going to cost $100, I'm probably going to get into it being 99 to $101 by the time we finish. So you as a client have confidence. When I give you an estimate, it's pretty close to reality. I'm not lowballing my number. You're not going to get any surprises on the number. And that to you as a client should give you comfort because you know that I'm giving you the the, uh, the accurate appraisal of what it's going to cost to do. I'm keeping you updated all the way through. And for many, that is going to be a, a source of differentiation. The fact that they become low delta law firms that clients trust and come back to again and again. Any final questions, Mike, from your end? No, I just think it's it's pretty interesting, a little uh, crossover between um, our episode we did with Tina regarding data disposition um, and just sort of, Stuart, how you were mentioning along the way we should be having these conversations. We don't want to wait until the end when, you know, let's say the, the, the price or the, the, the budget has grown significantly compared to where we started we don't want that to be a surprise and you know it just kind of reminded me of that that data disposition um, analogy that tina used about cleaning out the old closet um, you don't want to wait a whole year after you've got junk in there that you've you know completely forgot about you should be you know tackling uh you know just a little bit of stuff at a time you know move out things as they as they appear and i think you know we is just i think human nature in general like we don't like to necessarily have you know these types of conversations throughout our work and it's easier to push that stuff off but when we do uh it actually it turns out that it's a lot uh you know involves a lot less stress and actually makes the the entire process uh easier so i just thought that was a, an interesting little crossover you know there's little little connections between everything we do <laughs> Absolutely. And we're well said, right? Uh, we are we are talking about technology that's helping foster better uh, communication and relationship between uh, law firms and, and clients. And I think that's that's kind of the main point of, of why we're discussing all of this. But yeah, with that being said, uh, I don't think we have any more questions. Such an insightful conversation, Stuart. Thank you so much for joining us. I think our listeners will be uh, delighted to hear what we have to say when it comes to you know, market challenges, um, seeing uh, how uh, you firms today can improve matter profitability, but also have better conversations with clients today and in, in the need of more collaborative platforms and, and conversations in general. And we're back. A lot of good stuff in that second half about maintaining and boosting client satisfaction. I think we've definitely seen an increased focus on client comfort over the last couple of years, or you know what I mean, making sure that clients are uh, staying in the loop with projects and matters and everything like that. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's to be expected given the massive changes and adaptations we've seen around the industry, not only to, you know, COVID and pandemic, but hybrid work in general. 
and with that being said, it concludes our part two of the episode on financial matter management. Thank you again to Stuart Dots for joining us. And don't forget to follow us on our social to stay locked in with all our exciting updates and content. For Mike, I'm Blarina, and this is Prosperity. Tune.